Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. To another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene, Peep, and Katrina. How are you, friend? I'm all right. How are are you? How are you today? That was the that was the like worst. I'm all right. I've ever. I'm all right. right. There's like a little roll in it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. What's happening? Well, what's making you just all right? You know, it's just. Um, do you remember studying Maslow's hierarchy of needs in dental hygiene school? Yeah. Okay. We're going <laughs> yeah. there. I'm still at the bottom of that pyramid. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm still I'm there. The bottom tier. <laughs> like I haven't made it anyway, <laughs> but I'm, um, I, I, I know I'd mentioned yeah. in previous episodes, but my, um, kitchen is going through renovations right now. And it's like, I, I hate to like keep saying this, but I, I feel like this is like camping, but like not even the fun parts of camping. Cause like I don't have running water in my kitchen and just, it's like crazy. So that's been like, you are at the bottom. Just, you, you, what is the bottom? Is it phys- physiological? That's physiological it. Like just needs, food, water like and shelter, food, like water, that's, shelter, like that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shelter. So it's, you know, and it, it's so funny because people talk about that, you know, like on HGTV where they like complain about it, but I, I really yeah. do. It, this, it, it has been kind of interesting. So that, and then uh, my grandfather's funeral was this morning. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. Like, you know, we're, we're so interesting. I know, you know, Canada is relatively similar, but America, Canada, it's like, you get like this, like small sliver of time for bereavement. It's like, this is the, these are the confines of when you can mourn something, you know? And then like, oh, after your bereavement's up, like, bye, <laughs> have fun. And um, of course we know grief yeah. doesn't work. Like grief doesn't just like stay in the lines that you give it. And so at any rate, of course I like, you know, was there for the, you know, the funeral service. And then it's like, all right, more meetings on with the rest of our day. Here we go. You know, so it's um, just kind of a lot. But anyway, um, the good news is he had a beautiful service. And I'm sorry uh, for Mary. your loss, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I feel like this is just I don't know. We'll see. Is this we'll dad's see. dad or mom's this dad? Dad's dad. Yeah. So dad's dad. Oh, yeah. man. So it's, you know, it's been man, oh, man, man, oh, man is right. But um, the good news is I can see some walls forming in my kitchen. So <laughs> we're on our way there. And well, that's good. Yeah, that's the, that's the next level up on the pyramid. That's the I safety that's, one, right? The say, safety, think, yeah, needs. safety is the, the next. So you're getting one, yeah. walls, which which are retaining. Which yeah. are retain- yes. I don't think I've ever been at self-actualization. Have you? Yeah. What's the next one? Love and belonging. I feel like I'm there. Yeah. It's like when you're, when you're able to give back to other people, that's when you're in self-actualization. And so I feel like when my kitchen is done and I can cook for people, then I'll be in self-actualization. So that's what I'm hashtag looking forward to. Yeah. What about you, Irene? I don't think I've ever been in self-actualization. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, Stay tuned as I get there. Tell me about the beautiful world of Irene Naku. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, hive update. If we're doing a hive update, still got hives. Same Z. Despite now being on quadruple quadruple the amount of Blexton, which is an antihistamine, um, that the regular people in the world 
have a dose of like one tablet per day, I take four, which still reduces the hives, but hasn't gotten rid of them. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, What else is happening in my world? I mean, same, same old, um, same old stuff, you know, doing my thing like a chicken wing. Yeah. Um, like a chicken wing. And that's, that's, I'm like itching my hives as you're talking. I'm like, uh, huh. Uh, huh. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe you have hives, sympathy hives. That needs to be an episode in and of itself. I'm legit covered in them. And I keep thinking like, are these the same hives? They're just not going away or are new ones popping up? No, they're always new new ones. ones. They're new ones. That's the problem. Yeah. They're new ones. I get mine at night. I wake up in the middle of the night scratching and then by the end of the day, they're gone. And then the new ones come. They come at night because they know that I'm at my most vulnerable at night. That's yeah, that's I what they wake do. Up in the morning They're like, with oh, she's, yeah. fin- okay. she's finally relaxed. She's finally taking a, a break from life. Yeah, we're going to get her. We're going to wake her up at 3 a.m. So she's scratched until she bruises. But Now's anyhow. the time. Um, I know. We've got an episode today. We've got an episode today who is kindly sponsored by our peeps at Hugh Freedy. Uh, sup to my peeps oh, at Hugh Freedy. So awesome. If anyone's listening to this, you guys are amazing. Um, Hugh Freedy's been doing a lot with uh, their newsletter. I don't know if you've been following along in their newsletter, which I like humble, humble brag yeah. that like most, a lot of their photos were, were taken at our office. Cause that's how we feel about infection oh. control and prevention. So they like shared some of our photos. So hum- humble brag there, but uh, yeah. So uh, peeps at Hugh awesome. are doing a lot with infection control and prevention, and they've got some really great resources and links, uh, which we'll link below one, which is a video, yes. which is kind of like a back to practice points of protection. Um, I mean, I've learned quite a few things in the last little while because, you know, in the United States, life has kind of returned a little closer to normal than yes. here in Canada. Yeah. But I feel like every single day I find something new that perhaps we're not doing as best as we could be. So mm-hmm. I like looking at their resources. Um, they really focus a lot on infection prevention and control and the complete kind of circle of protection um, and yeah. points to protect yourself. So really watch that video. It's awesome. Um, HughFreedy.com slash back to practice slash points of contact. They also have these really cool um, interactive like photos. So they kind of show within the image, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these different like potential risks. And these are things that, of course, like, you know, maybe when you're in your day to day and you're in the office and you're you're doing the grind thing, um, you know, that y- your eyes don't necessarily go to. But know that patients are hyper aware of what's yeah. going on with infection prevention, particularly airborne wise. So they are watching for those things. And you definitely don't want to have those breaches in your office. Another thing that I love about what these resources yeah. do is they provide us with resources to be able to give to our assistants. In a lot of states here in the U.S., our assistants aren't necessarily required to be registered or certified. A lot of them can, you know, become trained uh, just chairside by a doctor, which uh, unfortunately means that a lot of times hmm. the assistants who are but not taking X-rays, not taking X-rays, they would have to do a separate certification have to or be harp certified or whatever. To take yeah, right? yeah. But the idea being that yeah, oftentimes yeah. the assistants are the ones that are in that sterile room maintaining it or oftentimes they're doing a lot of the infection control things they're doing a lot of the ordering of infection control pieces that we need and maybe they don't necessarily have the training Mm -hmm. that we did when we went to hygiene school and of course that we're required to do in maintaining our license so what's really nice about these resources from Hugh Freedy right um or to say it the way Irene says it resources 
I like how you say it. It's a lot more fancy than how I say it. Resources. Resources. These, I'm like, I say it all Midwest honky, like resources. resources. You say it resources. Um, but these resources are really nice for our assistants particularly. So if you're in a practice where you you acknowledge or recognize that, hey, maybe there's some ways that we can together level up and calibrate what our infection prevention steps are. Hugh Freedy is going to be able to provide some excellent guidance on that. So really think about that. This isn't necessarily just yeah. for the practicing clinician, but also for for all team members within an office. Yeah, these the photo is kind of cool. So it shows a photo of someone practicing mm-hmm. and like she's not wearing safety glasses. Clients not wearing safety glasses. Mm-hmm. She has no gown on. Her arms are exposed. Her like hair is hanging over her shoulder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like you click on each of the items that you see that is incorrect and then it kind of tells you why and then what the resource is. So it's kind of cool to, to, to look at all that. And then there's like a list of uh, treatment room versus sterilizer, like sterilization center, and then all of the different things on like packaging your mm-hmm. equipment and sterilization monitoring like what types you'd be surprised so I, as you all know i've been in like a, a revolving door of trying to find a permanent team member because people just like go back to dental hygiene school or yeah. i've had three assistants that have decided to go back to dental hygiene school within the last nine months so mm. um when i tell people like the when we have like a, a protocol list of like the things that we do and then we walk through when we do like a shadow day so you'd be surprised how many people like don't know what a bowie dick test is and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, well, okay. So like fun fact, not every sterilizer needs a Bowie dick, but mine does, which I, I have a Bravo. Um, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, we, ha- I, I know how to use this. We use the same piece of equipment at my old office. And I'm like, oh, really? So, you know, the first thing you do, right, is you run a Bowie dick on an empty chamber on a cold machine, right? And she's like, what is Irene, that? Say <laughs> Bowie dick again. Say Bowie dick again. What? Just say it. Say a Bowie dick. Bowie, Bowie dick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it. That's that's all you wanted. That's all you wanted. Oh my god. Anyways, I just find that funny. But so, anyways, check check those reasons out. Link link are below. Link is below. Um, Oh, you And uh, we're revamping our Instagram. Hey, yes. Hey, we're revamping our Instagram. Isn't that cool? Makeover for the Insta. Makeover. We're getting an Instagram makeover. Care of like care of Alia, aka for the Instagram guys gals queer eye for the for the podcast guy gals guys gals we're doing that we're revamping so all of the links and stuff that we are talking about in our episodes will also be linked in our instagram so if you about if you if you would like to learn more about the links then you can also go to our instagram and their resources on there we've got an episode like a bowie dick we've got an episode today katrina yes um We've got an episode and uh, it is a great episode. I'm going to do an impersonation of someone um, and then I'm going to say someone's name that rhymes with this thing. Okay. Okay. All right. There's going to be, there's going to be four, four things. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. Stupid is as stupid does. My mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. Do you know who this is? That's for run. Forest run. 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 Okay, now this is the one right here. Here's the one. Here's the one. Okay. Lieutenant Dan. Get me some ice cream. What rhymes with and a person a a person that a person that we've interviewed that rhymes with Lieutenant Dan. Dan. Carol Jan. Carol Jan. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, da, da, da. Oh, Carol Jan. This is the episode of Carol Jan. Never get back, no. Irene. Oh no! <laughs> literally, literally. All right, literally, here's the episode with Carol Jan, who's amazing. Oh. Um, literally, this is it. We're gonna go. Okay, yes, here it is. Yeah, we get somebody, the flip somebody side. get us on the flip. Somebody get us onto the flippity flip right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, Peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, friend. (laughs) Hi, Irene. Do you love my scrub cap I'm wearing today? OMG, is that a Tooth Life scrub cap? It's a Tooth Life scrub cap. Is it the white one with the pink teeth on it? It is. And do you know how like famous you are? When I wear this thing in the office, everyone's like, oh, is that a Tooth Life yeah. scrub cap? And I'm like, yeah, turns out it is. I, I may or may not it. know someone in that company. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I may or may not know the brains behind that operation. Oh, so, yeah, good. How are you? Well, I should send you some more then for your peeps at the office. They they would love that. How many people are there? Oh, there. Well, you know, we have a company of like 200 people. But like, how many comment on your on your scrub cap? Oh, like three to four people. Okay, I could manage that. People like, no, I'll really? send you. I'll send you some. Oh my gosh, Irene, that would make them so happy. Okay, I just, I just, all I ask for in in, in lieu of payment is a selfie and a smile. Totes, we can do that. Smile. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna try that. We'll try that. Okay, cool. Um, we have a wonderful guest who is patiently awaiting her introduction here, and I have yes. so many questions. We were <laughs> yes. we, on on in in exchange for my silence because you know how I don't like to ask guests questions while we're waiting in the green room. <laughs> um, Carol probably thought I was really rude that Irene's not really yeah. making much conversation, but it's because I want to ask all of the questions live on the air. So mm-hmm. well. Welcome to the Tooth Odair podcast, uh, Madam Carol Jen. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. yay. I'm so excited to have excited you on. To be here. Me too. Awesome. Oh, I'm so like, excited to have you're you. You're so freaking cool. And oh. I just like, seriously, like you have such a cool way of looking at our profession and oh. you've had such an amazing influence in all the things that you've done. And so I'm so excited for Irene to meet you yeah. and for our listeners to learn more about you. This is oh. going to be awesome. Well, thank you. You just, you know, made my day and my week that's so kind of you and I still love dental hygiene so yes you do and and you share your passion beautifully so um a little bit about uh Carol Carol works um as the uh you know head educator with Waterpick but she has done um some incredible speaking she uh, has written some amazing articles she's also built out some beautiful resources that many of us are using in our dental practices today to help with our clinical decision making process she's in the who's who of dental hygiene so you really want to know Carol if you see her at a trade show, you see her zippity doo dying around ADHA, pop in and say hi. Absolutely. Also, she's a cool person. She's a Midwest gal, which I absolutely right. love. 
um, which is amazing. And um, so that's kind of our, our quick intro of Carol Jan. Irene, you want to do the thing? I do want to do the thing. I do want to do the thing. So as much as we know a lot about you from, you know, just a quick Google search, it tells us a lot about what you're doing today. Oftentimes Google doesn't tell us about the person behind the scenes and the human behind all of the cool things that you get to do. Like, I want to know all about how you publish in textbooks and what, Mm, but but to get to that, let's talk about who, 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 who is Carol Jan? Like what, what were you like as a, as a little human? Where did you grow (laughs) up? Uh, Do you remember kindergarten? Like how far back do you remember? Um, when did your passion for dentistry start? And um, what were you like in high school? Oh gosh. <laughs> Let's see. What was I like as a little kid? Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, probably uh, crazy and busy, just, you know, um, and I do remember going to kindergarten. So I grew up, I grew up on a farm in Rock Island County, which is about 150 miles west of Chicago. It's on the side of the Quad Cities by the Mississippi River. And for most of my growing up years, my dad was a hog farmer. They got out of the hog business. They have corn and cattle and beans and all that sort of stuff now. Well, they did then too. But um, so I, you know, I always, and this is probably, I hope this isn't something that grosses people out. I don't know that I got into teeth as much as I got into a love of science. Okay. So when I was a little girl, my grandma raised chickens and I don't know, um, the chickens would come like in the mail and the way, yeah. Like in a box. Yeah. They were pullets. And I think they were still, maybe they would come and I think they'd hatch right away. You put them under a light and these little chickens would run around and they were so cute. I've never met a baby chicken. I'd like to meet a baby chicken one day. Uh, but then I've also could... never met a hog. Oh, well, there are, you know, <laughs> we there are a lot Emily of farm bogey. animals we... I haven't met yeah. yet. Now we've got a bogies. Alan Mead has offered for me to meet uh, a donkey. <laughs> I haven't met a donkey either. Uh, well, <laughs> goats. I kind of think goats are kind I of I haven't met. Oh, I met a goat yeah. this this past this past year. Oh, I met yoga. I met you goat. goat yoga, uh-huh. Irene. They were lovely. Oh, how fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I leadership wise, I went through the whole 4-H program, which is a great leadership training tool for rural when you're in rural. But the thing is like these. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. What does it stand for? Yeah. Oh, head, heart, hands, head, heart, and maybe health, right? I got to tell you before. Yeah. 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 Head, head, your head. I used to know the whole 4-H pledge, but, but you do a lot because you do put, you have to do public speaking. You have to do, you know, a lot of those things. Um, is it like a, a program, like a high school program or an elementary school program? No, you can what start it? it when you're like 10. I oh, showed okay. hogs at the county fair mm. and I did, you know, you take foods, you take, cause you learn not just about how to bake, but you learn about food safety and good prep. And like, I learned, so I learned to knit. I did the whole Is it like a girl guides kind of thing? I don't know what girl guides are. It's more of a colliery to Girl Scouts, I would think. Girl Scouts and girls. Okay. Boys and girls can be informed. Like future farmers of America, like kind of similar. Which I wasn't in that. Okay. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I learned so much about my American friends just on the podcast. Okay. I mean, 4-H has extended its way into like uh, the city of Chicago and different things and gardening and things and helping kids really get in touch with nature. Um, recycle, uh, you know, using everything. But I thought it was really great in terms of uh, leadership, learning leadership. But I had to tell you about back to the pullets. See, then they get big. 
Well, the whole purpose mm-hmm. of them getting big is because you're oh, gonna, no. you're going to eat them. Oh, poor yeah. little. And when chicky. I was a kid, believe it or not, it didn't bother me as much. Maybe I didn't watch that part of it. It didn't bother me as much as after I got older, and I think I really knew. And I was like, oh, but yeah. I would be totally fascinated. We'd be cutting up the chicken, and here's the leg, and here's the heart, <laughs> and here's the lungs, and no here's way. all the insides, and that utterly fascinated me to no end. Wow. So I think it was more about science and then thinking that maybe I wanted to go into nursing and then thinking, I don't, I don't know if I could do that, but mm-hmm. certainly thinking, you know, everything I thought about was either nursing, maybe being a dietitian or dental hygiene It all, you know, I obviously have the helper gene mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you want to do things. And, and so that's probably why I still am, you know, the fact the science still keeps me fascinated and curious um, so where where did you go to dental hygiene school? Did you go to school in Chicago? I w- actually or- no, I went to the University of Iowa. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, that's a great yeah. program. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was a great program. Yeah, it was about an hour from where I grew up. Still yeah. have friends that uh, I'm still friends with. Are you friends with I'm Emily? To- Emily Bogey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I know we Emily. love Emily. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. I'm give, a little older than Emily, but I wouldn't um, give yeah. her an Emily hug right now. Uh, oh. oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you, you went to school, you graduated and then mm-hmm. moved to Chicago. Wait, 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 but why, why wait. teeth? Yeah. Why? So you, you with health and then I think it was health. I don't know that teeth necessarily. I think I started to think about it mm-hmm. and I thought, Oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I could do this. Mm-hmm. And in, in comparison to nursing, was the program similar? Were you kind of on the fence or were you like 100% dental no, hygiene? W- like when I got into, when I went to Iowa, I declared dental hygiene as my major. I, okay. And I think I thought my second backup would have been like maybe being a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. I think that I didn't mm-hmm. think I could stand all the blood. I think I thought nursing would be too much blood and gore for me, maybe. I and the know. irony is you ended up there in was dental hygiene. blood, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, didn't, it doesn't even phase you, right? All the gross things we right. look at, but it's all relative. I was working on Sunday and I like, I don't think I noticed how much blood is on my gloves sometimes. Like oh. I'm just so into this SRP that yeah. I'm like tunnel visioned. And by the time I was finished, I put my last instrument down and I looked at my gloves and I was like, how was their glove? How was their blood on my palm? Like it must be the way that I'm holding my instrument and then my other fingers, but there was blood on my palm. There was blood on the back of my glove. There's blood everywhere. And I finally looked at my hands. I was like, oh my goodness. I hope my patient (laughs) didn't like see my hands coming towards their mouths just with like dripping blood everywhere. Uh, There's definitely a lot of blood in our world. And Carol, did you probably, did you go to hygiene school before we were wearing gloves and masks? Yeah. It's horrifying. So horrifying. Like, were people's like dried up blood, like under your finger? I mean, like that must've been like quite a. You did scrub. I mean, I always had a brush because I mean, it was like, you know, you're such a take a nail brush to your hands. But I remember thinking, yeah, I mean, we really didn't wear them. It was only just a couple of years. I graduated in 82. And so by 85. And, and, you know, and, but I remember thinking, well, this just isn't going to work. I will never have the tech because we were still probably 75% hand instruments, mm-hmm. and 25% ultrasonics at the time. And I thought, well, how will I, oh, ever wow. I will never have good tactile sensitivity with a glove, mm. but you do. Sure. Um, I mean, I think about, you were talking about blood on your gloves. So I'm thinking, 
how many times did I leave in that uniform with yeah. blood yeah. smeared on it and go to the yes. grocery store yep. and not think twice about it? Yeah. I mean, the sad part is that people still do that, even in today's Correct. day and age. Global yeah. health and on yeah. social media, we see it all the yes. time. I know. And, I know. And even if they're clean, like th- that's the thing is, you know, you'll see people commenting on other people's posts. And I try and stay quiet in the comments on, on, on that front. But, you know, then they get into an argument like I'm mm-hmm. on my way to work. They're clean. It's like, right. But they're no longer clean once you get right, to work because right. you expose oh, yeah. the world right. to your scrubs and now you're bringing right. the world into the mm-hmm. office. I know. So it's interesting that, you know, you're talking about 1983, 84, and we're in 2021 and those parallels are yeah. still intersecting, right. um, on, yeah. on some I mean, fronts. Well, I, I went to Waterpick in 96 mm-hmm. and in for at least a couple of years before that, unless I was going straight home, I hardly ever because I used to go work out after, I would never want to leave. I would change at the at, mm-hmm. at work and get those scrubs off. I didn't, I just didn't want to leave the office in them anymore. But you're right. Even thinking about, I mean, I used to get in my car, get dressed, put my scrubs on at work, except in the winter sometimes, you know, how cold it is in Chicago. Yeah. It's too cold. Yeah. But, but you're right. You should just be changing at work completely. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, topic for another day. So- yeah, exactly. Solving all the world's problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. On a one hour podcast. Right. I mean, uh-huh. at, at least talking about this stuff and we're not like throwing shade at anybody. No, we're just saying, no, you know, the, no. the, rec- the recognizing that there, there should be a, a, a difference between the things that you wear to work versus the things that you wear on your way to work versus the right. things that you wear at home. Like for example, majority of people won't go to the grocery store wearing their pajamas. They're no. plant, well, plant all- I have seen well, people. I know. <laughs> right. But are there more people wearing their scrubs walking around the streets right. than yes. there are people yes. wearing their pajamas to the yes. grocery store? Exactly. So it's like we sleep in these clothes and generally speaking, when we sleep, you know, we're in a clean environment. Right. Right. Um, but you don't see people walking around in their nightgown. No. Uh, go yeah. to the grocery store. Here's how I try to position things. It's like, I'm not saying you're a bad hygienist and you're, this is bad, but maybe you've developed a bad habit. Well, of course. And right. that, yeah. that I think is yeah. the trajectory, right? Like we yeah. all learned the quote unquote right. right way to do things in hygiene right. school. And then you graduate and you get into the quote unquote real world and the real world has a completely different layer to it. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, and I said this at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like, I think we were caught with our scrub pants around our ankles in dentistry. It was like, oh no, like I've known I need to have separate clinic shoes. Right from, you know, the shoes that I walk into my home with same deal. Like I know I should be wearing PPE. We, before we have to, uh, you know, before we hit record, we were talking about even wearing hair caps and it's like, but now that we think about all the aerosols we generate, like, can you imagine not wearing that? You know, it is, it's, it's, it's now, I think we need to, now that we know better, we get to do better. Right. Right. The idea is, and I think this is what the cool parallel is, is Carol, for you, you saw what dentistry was like before we were wearing masks and gloves. And, and now Irene and I see what it was like before we were wearing face shields and 95s or, you know, and all these things, boot coverings. But at the same time, you look at what the CDC has been saying for a long time, and they have been saying, this is what we should have been wearing from the get-go. So Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you they, know? Especially, you know, like I remember a couple of years ago, somebody's like, well, you know, my doctor lets anybody in, even if they have the flu. And I go, why? Well, we do oh. infection control. I go, that's bloodborne. 
Right. It's right. bloodborne. That's right. You That's know, right. it's not, yeah. what about the knobs? What about every person, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully once we've learned anything, we won't allow sick patients and we won't make our employees come when they're That's sick. That's right. Because that's just not a good healthcare situation at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Carol, I, I want to fast forward a little bit to okay. today. Okay. Um, and I want to ask you kind of some questions related to some of your most recent course offerings. Um, and I might jump around a little bit because obviously in We're the women, interest we can of jump time, around. Right. Jump around. <laughs> hey, hey, jump I can, around. I can, I can, I can, I can stay up, up right? get down. Yeah. I can keep up. That's um, the name of our podcast episode, Jumping Around with Carol Jean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so just kind of going through some okay. of your most recent course offerings. And we were talking about ADHA before Katrina oh. jumped on that you'll be speaking at ADHA this yeah. year. And I kind of wonder, like, have I met you before? I feel like you look super familiar, yeah. but I think we've crossed paths, but we've never met in real life. So hopefully we get to meet in real life this year. Um, talk to me a little bit about your program that talks about e-cigarettes and hookahs. Mm. And I know that e-cigarettes and vaping specifically has been discussed quite often, but I haven't heard anyone speak about hookahs. Um, what, what are the differences? And we know the similarities are inhaling of whatever substances are being, I don't even know what's in a hookah, like what are in those little flavored apple, apple pods. And, um, what are the parallels between the two and can you get addicted to a hookah? It's tobacco. It's pure tobacco? Well, some people will say they're smoking dried fruit. What? Um, Like like you're taking like a, like a, like a, a, one of those little orange thingies, what are they called? But someone Hmm. said, someone, someone said that in a course that I was giving, they said, yeah, to cover up the cannabis. What? What? So yeah, (laughs) they can do, so the hookah. Um, and then there, obviously there's not as much to say about a hookah as there is about vaping, you right. know, mm-hmm. or even cigarettes in general. And when I do the course, I really still talk a lot about cigarettes. Why? Because it's tobacco, it's nicotine mm-hmm. and, and these, it, you're vaping hookahs, people who use them typically will go on and either add cigarettes or go on and smoke, still go on and smoke. Mm-hmm. So the hookah is from like ancient. It's like in India and it has charcoal and it, you put in your tobacco and it's flavored. You can have flavored hookah tobacco and they go to, and the big thing was more, and I don't know if it's going to change a little bit because as the early vapors are now going to college, but at the time when you saw like your high schoolers jumping on the vaping, the college students were really into the hookahs and they go to the hookah bar Mm -hmm. and- part of going to the hookah bar and both vaping and hookah is social. So, you know, it's how much can I, how much, you know, vape can I put out? How much smoke can we put out? Mm. Um, and they do it, you know, I always think, Oh my God, there's probably biofilm in those I hoses, know. right? <laughs> uh, the moist, okay, right? Hold on. So, mm-hmm. so the hookah itself here, we mm-hmm. call it a shisha. Is that, oh, that's exactly what it is. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So, UK, I know the UK, they call it a shisha, so we, a maybe, water pipe or a okay, water pipe. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a little device that you put water in mm-hmm. and then it vaporizes the water through like a chamber yeah. and through that the tobacco, the charcoal heats it up the tobacco. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the little pods that go on top and those pods are condensed flavoring tobacco yep. charcoal right and like random yeah, right. herbal products and could be and, herbal um they think there's still carbon monoxide when and you're are you in, herbal inhaling product. that because sure, through that hose yeah 
Yeah, that's um, like, and then you share it. Like they, other, well, they have their own piece typically, but I think they can be more than one hose on a device, right? I don't know. Um, oh my goodness. If you're at the bar, I think there is. I got a pull. I could tell you. I'm going to leave that. Yeah, me. I, I think you're right. You have, like they have this, the same hose. They have like different attachments or something. Cause there are like, and sometimes there are different hoses that come out, but it's the same device. Yes. Right. The same. Right. Out. Exactly. Yeah. But is it the thing like a suction almost like, like the, the low, low no, volume suction? I think it's more where, like a pipe where you're no, no, inhaling but, and then you're. What I'm thinking is, is yeah. it like where you close your mouth over top of the suction and there's that negative pressure that can bring whatever's in your mouth down the like suction? The back, is backflow. Right. Yeah, well, if you, I, don't, I if you don't have a black backflow preventer, then that can happen. So yeah, I'm sure there's not like, a backflow preventer. Do they have a backflow preventer, preventer on the shisha? On I doubt it. <laughs> Slide into our DMs if you know the answer. Yeah, I would say probably not. Um, I'm looking to see where I have have something about probably a stupid, silly question, but are there similar health risks and and tobacco and nicotine oral cancer risks? Would you say that they're equal to cigarettes and vaping um, less than or like unstudied or unknown? Unstudied and unknown. Hmm. Still a little bit unstudied. Now, obviously, it's a product you inhale. So like a cigarette, the cancer risks are going to be more your lung cancer. You're still going to have an oral cancer risk, but you know, your lung cancer, your cardiovascular disease. Um, I wanted to pull up because I have a slide here and I've compared all the different types of nicotine on it. And I wanted to like say, Oh, tell you um, the differences, but um, as, and, and with e-cigarettes, we don't know what the oral, you know, that was my mm-hmm. thing. You know, people were talking about the lungs. I go, what about the oral cancer risk? And, and yeah. we won't know that for another five or 10 years mm-hmm. until, you know, unfortunately some of people in this group start to develop some, unfortunately get symptoms mm-hmm. um, in terms of like snooze, you know, the little packets or cigars, like the kids love the, um, Swisher sweets, not a big stogie like your, you know, you see grown men. <laughs> oh, doing, those like drink, Cap- right. what are those called? Captain Blacks. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, oh. I think that's I what know. I think that's what we call them here. They're called Captain Blacks, and they uh, have like vanilla flavoring and cherry flavoring to them. Well, no, I'm thinking of like a big cigar Cuban oh, that somebody okay. would go get. Now the Swisher sweets, those are what the kids could get, like two for ninety nine cents. US. Wow. And, but that's also, if they inhale, you get the lung cancer risk. If they're puffing, then you still have the same mucosal and oral cancer risk that comes along with that. So, yeah, I mean, none of these products are safe. None of them are safe any, any way, shape or form. And it's, it's very disturbing to think about kids, kids. I mean, there was a survey. So University of Michigan does the monitoring the future study every year. And like a couple of years ago, when they asked kids what they were, what they thought they were vaping, they said flavoring. Mm, so they, and they didn't, didn't know. Yeah. They didn't even know they were getting addicted to, to nicotine. And you know what's so crazy? I feel like there was such a huge pivot that happened. Like Irene and I were kind of in that age bracket where um, the DARE program, the Drug Abuse Mm -hmm. Resistance Education Program, kind of swept through the school districts. And then they had all those like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. We all remember those, right? And so this glamorization of tobacco use that happened in like the 50s and even in the 70s, Mm -hmm. it really kind of, there there was a, a... 
disgust almost that kind of right. came from yeah, a societal influence right. from us, right? But then now we're starting to see this other pivot. So our generation had that. And then we started to see the movement where like cigarettes were no longer allowed in bars, mm-hmm. right? And slowly state by state, we started to see that movement happen. And so I really think now, like when I smell a cigarette somewhere, like out in public, I'm like, who's smoking? Right, I it's know. Just, it's just I know. so bizarre that people yeah. smoke. And I know they do, but it's just bizarre. And so I don't mean to say that we stopped screening for right. tobacco influence and things like that, but from an oral cancer standpoint, we started to see a big flush of, we need to start talking about HPV. Right. 60% of new HPV or 60% of new oral cancer cases are due to HPV. They don't, you know, they're not typical tobacco users and things like that. And then you start to think about your health history. And I was just thinking about that as you were talking, Carol, and it's like, I, we ask about tobacco use, but we don't ask about Oh yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I, my question is, do you smoke anything? Yeah. Cause they do mostly, they do more than one product. Patients will laugh. Mm -hmm. They'll be like anything. Like what, what do you mean? I'm like anything. Do you smoke and do you burn anything and put it in your mouth? Mm -hmm. They look at me, they're like, Oh, I guess I do. And that's the question that we have in our, in our medical history. It's not, do you smoke question mark? It's do you smoke anything? So Well, the smoking rate in the U.S. is around 14% if you, of cigarettes. If you say any tobacco products, it goes up to like 20%. Hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that it's that yeah. low. Um, and again, it's probably because people don't know that tobacco's in a lot of the products that they're smoking. Right. They, right. right. It sounds like, yeah. The hmm. hookah bowl has 20 milligrams of nicotine, which is like, you know, and let's see, a cigarette has one to two. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because when you go to a hookah bar, like you're smoking for hours. Yeah. And then like yeah. you run, I, I just, I remember from like my teenage years, there was like a, a hookah bar that we would like sneak into with our fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> and the real each right, story. Right. Right. You know I, mean? I didn't partake, <laughs> but my friends did. And they, yeah. and you would like rent a little booth area and they mm-hmm. would ask you, there was like a menu of like the flavors that you would want and you would pick your pods and they'd bring them out and you would, you would run out like your little pod thing would, would burn up. So imagine like doing that for hours, like you're right. smoking mm. for hours at on in a social kind of gathering with yeah, multiple right. people all pulling back off of the same water pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I have, a, I have a feeling we won't go back to that. I don't right. know. Is it no, is it presumptuous I, to think that perhaps in 2021, like the hookah bars have died? I think they're still going though. Stop. I really? really do. I think they are. How yeah. is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I always wonder, is someone autoclaving the pieces? <laughs> right? Do they put a class five? Right? Do they run their Bowie dick in the morning? <laughs> well, how is the biofilm going? It, what if there was a herpes on the lip, right? Tool? When they were using herpes, you know? Um, yeah. There is also, you know, like, but you're right about HPV. Told, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously with the oral pharyngeal. But they even find that people who smoke, and, and it'll be interesting to see if vape plays any role mm-hmm. in, in this, that they're also more likely. And, and it would make sense because for a lot of people, your body will eliminate the, the higher risk ones within a year or two. But if you're smoking, right, maybe it's mm-hmm. the mucosal damage, maybe it's your immune system doesn't function as well and it becomes more difficult. And you may not still be a smoker, but we don't know what the vaping or the hookahs or any of that is going to... Um, we just yeah. don't. The sad, the scary thing is, you just don't know. But the nicotine is addictive, 
and it messes with kids' brains. Your brain's not even fully functioning until you're 25 and they're doing this nicotine. There's greater risk of depression, uh, you know, impairs your executive function. Hmm. So it's, I don't know, you know, it's the scary, flavoring was scary really stuff. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. The bad thing that got kids so addicted. And then there's this thing called Icos. What's that? And that is, that's a- That sounds um, like an ice cream cone. It, it sounds like one of those like chocolate wafer cookie on the outside and like <laughs> vanilla ice cream on the inside. Yeah. And then has like a little polar bear on the top, like wearing like a little, <laughs> like, like a little hoodie, like a little right. like parka almost. <laughs> That'd be good, but oh, unfortunately, no. yeah, it burns tobacco. Oh, okay. Mm, so okay. it it, um, it yeah. paralyzes the tobacco. That's not real. So, so, so yeah. no, nowhere near what my ice cream sandwich <laughs> no, looked like. Yeah, no, it uh, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it paralyzes tobacco. So it mm. gets to, to like, what, 560 versus whatever it does to burn in a cigarette. But it's considered a non-combustible cigarette. And that's really where the big tobacco is going. Is mm. non-combustibles? They say it's safer. What, what does that mean? So I'm 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 clueless on this. A topic. cigarette that you light on the end is considered a combustible, right? Like a, like a yeah. um, vaping device. Yeah, or that they're non-combustible. They heat up like oh, right, the little coils or whatever. And okay, use the drive to kind of heat it and, and aerolize it. So it's interesting, and that's been out. Now that hasn't gone as big here, but like when it went to Japan, it went off. The is charts. that similar to mm. like a jewel? Um. It's except that the jewels don't have tobacco. They only have nicotine. Oh, and this okay. has tobacco. Mm. So, Got it. Mm. Um, but they're very techy looking. They almost look like you could have been opening up an Apple product. No way. Um, that must be difficult for parents to right. find out. Like some of these right. things look like little thumb drives. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know what. Wow. Well, yeah. more, more, more of the reason for me not to have children. <laughs> well, and, and more of the reason for us as hygienists to understand all of this, because this is like, I mean, you're unpacking this world that it's like, wow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not frequenting these places where no, people are smoking these, you know what I mean? So it's like, wow. So um, if you are at ADHA this year, check out Carol's course. It's going to be awesome. Are you presenting this no, course? I'm not doing that one oh, at ADHA, oh. but you can come to the booth and I'm happy to talk to you about it. Come Plus, to I the think, booth. Um, I did it on our web. It's on our webinars series. Perfect. Okay. Well, if you, we'll, share, we'll share the Perfect. link in the, in the bio below if anyone. So that was one of the topics I wanted to hear about. And then there was one more topic and it okay. was about um, managing difficult patients, yeah. coworkers, and bosses. Right. Oh. Um, yeah. And this kind of leads into like some, a few of the topics that we've discussed recently um, with personality stuff and how to identify which team members work well together um, and which don't work well together and how to identify gaps in a knowledge or um, kind of emotional differences. Mm-hmm. Um, how would, like, what would you say are some strategies that people might be able to implement kind of easily or without a whole ton of background knowledge? Or is it an awareness thing that we should be building like looking internally, um, tell me a little bit more about that program yeah, and what I don't that, know that looks any like. Of it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, well. I mean, I think about, you know, there are some people that, you know, can I work with people that are difficult? Of course. Would I prefer I didn't have to? Of course. Right. There are, so, there are always going to be some people that you just feel like, mm, not a chance. Right? <laughs> I mean, we're human beings. We're totally, we're human beings. But, um, you know, I, th- I start out the course by saying, right, it was from an article, what's the smartest way to work with someone who irritates you? And the, it's really pretty much, it's like, 
um, you got to change your perspective. Huh. You're, you know, you got to change your outlook. And But if you look at that person as they always irritate you through that lens, they're always going to irritate you. Yes. Interesting. Um, but, you know, you, I always say you may not be able to, they may still irritate you. They may still, you know, you may not want to be their best friend, but if we become more Teflon and, and I, I talk a lot about confidence, the more confident you are in yourself, the less someone who irritates you gets to you in a lot of ways. It depends on, you know, not always, but mm-hmm. you know, it's easier if you think, right. Yeah. Whatever, whoever they are. Um, I don't get into this so much, but I, I, you know, I guess I've done it in a one hour recently, but when I did like a, you know, like a two or three hour, I mean, I'll just say, really, if you have an employee and they irritate everybody else, why is that employee still there? Mm -hmm. You know, that brings every other person down. But um, an expert on that, yeah, you know, do you know, Irene is a a practice owner and and we've had a lot of, uh, We've had a lot of discussions about that on the podcast and about, about how important that is. It's because it's not just one person can right. completely adjust the office yeah. culture, mm-hmm. you know, and it can completely change not only the way that patients interact with that person as a coworker, but the way that everybody else feels in the office when they come in. Yeah. And for whatever reason, and I say this, patients, when they go onto your Yelp reviews or your Google reviews, right. They're Googling or yelping and making these comments. It's not about your hand psychomotor skills. Right. Like no. the right. margin on number 19 that they did. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. not talking about that, but it's like patients can feel when there's just something off in yep. the office and right. they can't put their finger on it, but they know right. that there's something off. And ultimately when you start to remove those bad apples that are kind of, right. you know, toxic or poisoning other facets of the practice, you remove that person and you see that everybody else starts having a better alignment. It's a choreographed dance in an office, I think, yeah. particularly yeah. in a dental practice, right? Yeah. From the yeah. front office yeah. to the back office, to the doctor, everybody in between, it's a choreographed dance. Yeah. And if somebody gets in the way with the wrong footing or their right. shoes untied, it'll throw the whole day off. And here's really... And I would say none of it's easy, but here's the one thing that make, can make a huge difference. Cut the gossip. Yes. Yeah. Cut the yeah. gossip, you know, get, try not to, if somebody wants to pull your ear about something, you know, and then we do talk about that saying things like, you know, don't, don't get caught in the fray. I, I found this quote. It was pretty funny. It was like, you know, if you've got that person, you're just going in the sewer. The quote was, um, People complain about anything and everything and nothing will be good enough. And it creates a sewer of negativity and you have to make sure you don't go sit in that sewer. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and it's I, true. You know, you got to say, nope, I'm busy. Oops. My patient's here. Oops. I've yeah. got to do this. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's happened. You know, I always think there's, it's great to have a little empathy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's happening to you. Mm-hmm. We'll have to catch up on that later. I've got to do this or maybe you should talk to that person. Um, yeah. I actually said something to someone once who's like, I, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but it's about so-and-so. And I said, stop right now. Mm-hmm. No, don't want to know it. Don't, if you tell me not to tell them, I can't do that. Right. I was yeah, yeah. reporting really, and that's not going to happen. And, and I think we can set boundaries on some yeah. of that, but it takes a lot of confidence and it and does take support from whoever is running the show. I had that happen in an interview. And oh, yo, and that's it, awful. And it was, it, was, it was last week and it was the most uncomfortable feeling. Oh. And when I asked, you know, why are you looking for a new position? Because the resume said this year that they're working too present. Yeah. And when I asked, like, what are, you, what are you looking for? Like, why are you looking for a new 
position. And this person just went on a tangent about the doctor, this and the team that, and the office managers doing this. And, you know, my, I'm getting sent home early and I'm patients are being moved out of my schedule. And I think this person thought that I would sympathize that like, you know, terrible bosses exist, but in, in this five minute rant of this person, I sat there not really listening to anything they were saying, but just calculating what my response would be. <laughs> right. And right. my my initial instinct was, well, I said, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> like right. like, yeah. like oh, raining right. in on a horse. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I don't think our office is going to be a good fit. And yeah. and she was kind of taken back that that was my initial response as opposed to like being supportive about like whatever was happening in in her world. And I said, you know, a piece of advice that I can give you is a lot of things can be solved with some conversation. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like perhaps you're not so great at communicating with your team members and they're not so great at communicating with you. So I don't think you should be looking for a new job because X, Y, and Z person is really irritating you. I think you should be communicating with these people to see if you can salvage the relationship you've already built before you just throw everyone under a bus. And that she was silent. Like she was absolutely silent that, that someone on an interview said that. And, you know, we do our virtual interviews with the camera on. Yeah. Um, so that's mm-hmm. gotta be tough when you're having a conversation with someone, you can see them. And then that's your initial instinct is to yeah. like throw other people under the bus that they're not doing their jobs properly. Um, so note, note to self, don't, right. don't, you know, don't do yeah. that. Media has made that we just spew it. Amplified it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, I really always, when I see things like that, you know, on Facebook and I get it, uh, believe me, I do understand we're stressed. We want to get it off our chest, but there's a lot of every, and we've done it. We've done it since I was a hygienist, right? You walk back, it's lunchtime and they're like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I had, you know, Mr. XYZ today. And they're like, Oh, Right. Because yep. <laughs> everybody knows and you kind of make a few moans and groans and you eat your lunch and then you go back to work. But when you've actually written it in a post and you've now you've written yes. it down and then people start saying they're an ass and they're this and they're this, it just amplifies it and it doesn't make it better. And honestly, it especially if you're talking about a patient, it doesn't make you look like the kind of coworker somebody mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. But I just right. once again, I call those things the bad habits that we've all gotten into um, this, you know, right. Face to face. I mean, every patient's get to you. There's let's face it. Um, it happens and it's effective. We have a tough job. Yeah. Um, I was on a call yesterday and someone was talking about, and she was fairly, she'd been a graduated less than 10 years that they don't get lunch. And we were all older and we're like, well, listen, let's, let me, let's talk about this. You have mm-hmm. to stick up for yourself. And, to, you know, we tried to convey to her that your doctor's not setting you up for success right? by doing that, by not allowing you to have a break, by not, you know, by letting your body rest, by letting your brain rest for whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we all have plenty of days when you don't, you didn't get lunch because everything fell apart. That's a different story than right. somebody not ever blocking a lunch out for you. Mm-hmm. But your bot, you need that break. If you're going to be as good at 8 a.m. as you at, you know, at 5 p.m. Yes. as you were at, you know, 9 a.m., you have to have a break. Yeah. Right. I find it crazy that people don't, don't get breaks. I understand. 
I understand if you don't <laughs> take a break right? because you yeah. choose. So I choose right. not to take a break yeah. because I have these things called fallow times between all of my patients. Huh. So after I see a patient, my room has to sit for 22 minutes okay. before I can wipe it down and flip it for the next patient. So if I see six patients a day, I get five 22 minute fallow right. times. You're throughout having the course you of day. downtime. I You've choose, I choose sure. not to take yeah. my lunch break. But I find it crazy that, that right. that's a thing. That wasn't what's, that's a different situation. That's yeah. a completely different situation. And I like food too much personally. <laughs> um, but think about it. If you're wearing all the, the stuff you're wearing and then you're really, you're not even getting hydrated Mm-mm. during the Mm-mm. day, if you haven't had a chance to take that off, get something to drink, mm-hmm. you know, of course people are going to irritate you. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to, I think, something that we all learned in hygiene school. And it was kind of annoying at the time when we learned it, but it's the concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And of course, the fact that like, listen, if you're not getting ample amounts of water, if you're right. showing up and you're exhausted, your scrubs right. aren't, haven't been pressed or, right. you know, they're, they're kind of wrinkly or whatever, like you're not showing up as your best. Right. And at the end of the day, you're not helping your patients if you, no. if they're not getting the best version of you. Right. And I thought about it because um, before I hopped onto this podcast recording, I was cleaning my sister's teeth and her fiance's teeth. They are surgeons in Puerto Rico and they've been so busy. They work six days a week. Yeah. They haven't established a dentist in Puerto Rico. So it's been like the last time they had their teeth cleaned was when I did it like two or three years ago, you know? And I'm like, you guys, Maslow, you have to take care of yourself. Otherwise, how are you gonna be able to take care of others? And I think that goes back to, or dials back to the concept that we all have different needs. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you ladies, I I'm in alignment. I don't need a super duper long lunch break. I need to shake up a protein shake. Give me like 10 minutes to just like, you know, chug it down. Talk to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and I'm one of those people and I'm sure Irene's in the same boat when I'm in between patient care and I get to my phone, it's like, there are a zillion text messages, a bajillion emails. I probably have something I'm doing immediately after work, or maybe I have a meeting over my lunch hour. So I'm just trying to get the basics. And I got people talking in my ear and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need like two seconds to right. just look at my phone and see what's going on here. So right. we all have different needs. Right. I think what has happened is we have not been very clear about how to communicate that I to agree. our team members. And so, you know, I, I say, and, and my employer knows, like, I, I don't really need a lunch break. I just need like 10 minutes for a protein shake. And then yes, if you need me to anesthetize that patient or whatever, I'm back up and moving because it, to your point, Carol, it'll drive me crazy to just sit around. Right. I Some walk the people, dog and then I eat a sandwich and, <laughs> and look yep. at email at lunch and then you know, catch up on you know, some stuff. Yeah. Some people want their full hour. They yeah. do. They need to just, they need to sit, they need to, you know, process whatever they, they, they may have things going on in life that they have to take totally. care of during that time. Totally. You know? yeah, so I mean, is- our, our <clears throat> old assistants used to go grocery shopping. Yeah. Like we worked in a little plaza that had a grocery store. So they would go to the grocery store and like buy the groceries for the family at lunchtime right. Right. and then lunch, leave right. them in the car and mm-hmm. come back to work. Like they weren't even really eating lunch. They were yeah. like snacking Trying on something while they were, errand. you know, yeah. paying their phone bills and right. Right. You know, so right. planning so who's going to pick up the kids. People, like, you know, I, I was in, went on a ride along once for a lunch and learned like, Oh, the doctor is so sorry, but he goes to feed his mom in the nursing home every day. I'm like, 
No apology (laughs) needed. For a moment there, you told when you said you went for a ride along. I thought, like on your lunch break, you got in a cop car and started (laughs) to ride along with the police officer. Did you floss today? (laughs) Get in the back of the car. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Arrest. Periodontal arrest. (laughs) We have a little town. I'm in this little little town wedged by Naperville. I could probably get a ride if I was nice enough. The mayor lives on our street. You know. So one, one last oh. question that I have okay. before we wrap it up. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Waterpeck oh, and let's yeah. talk about the, the burning question that everybody has about using devices interproximally. Mm. True or false, using floss versus using a Waterpeck, which of the two is better at removing interproximal debris? I guess that's well, not really a true or false I feel question. Like, oh, here's the true or false in there. Right. Yeah. So... Um, the studies that have been done on the water, uh, it's a, it's a layered, it's got a layered answer. Tell me the layers. Okay. Peel, as Katrina okay. would say, okay. peel, peel them back. Okay. Let's unpack so those. In, <laughs> we've done like what? Uh, let's see. Six studies compared to floss, three compared to interdental brushes. And the water flushers come out on top in terms of plaque and bleeding and gingivitis reduction. Why so do it I reduce that- it? it, re- it the studies have shown in conclusion that using a water flosser reduces bleeding and plaque, plaque. Mm-hmm. and gingivitis by Correct. default. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't used strength floss in like 10 years. I only use my water flosser. Okay. But do I, that does not for me to say that floss doesn't work. I mean, I flossed before this. I didn't have periodontal disease. Floss worked. If and I always and it doesn't mean interproximal brushes don't work. I look at it like it's like exercise, right? Um, oh, mm. I got a Nordic track bike like the Peloton with the Ooh, Nordic track. Those I those at Christmas. I got it. <laughs> I had a treadmill, but then I decided I wanted to bike because I was getting bored. And but if you also said to me. You have to swim. I'd be like, oh no, 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 like my hair getting wet. I don't want to be cold. I don't like it. I won't do it. Same thing is true with oral care. Doesn't matter if something's the best thing, if that patient won't do it. Mm. Right. Floss, brushes, water flosser, they're all going to get you to good oral health. Mm. But you've got to do it. Um, And it has to be easy. And I think that is where we have advantages. It's not only is it easy, but it feels really good. Yeah. Um, I, we can just I, can the, I, can ahead. I like yes. elephant out of the room something? Yeah, of course. I, oh, wow. I've, Here we go. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Be- believe it or not. Da, 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 da. I have never tried any form of water. Well, flosser. I will be taking care of that. Can you believe it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, so I know, great. it's life changing. I know. I've I never. I hope Irene loses the dare. I hope Irene has to has to. I've never, I've never tried one before. Okay. We'll and, take care of you. And um, yeah, it. I just, I've never, never tried one before. I have a plethora of power and electric toothbrushes. I have every type okay. of floss imaginable. Yeah. But I've never uh, tried yeah. one before, but I recommend them, which I find it's, mind blowing. It's that's very mm-hmm. common. And very I'm, common. I feel like I'm not the only one. I feel like we should do a poll. Right. It's yeah. totally common. Yes. It's totally common. I feel yeah. like we recommend them to our patients because, you know, we read articles in magazines, right. we see RDH magazine, oral hygiene magazine. We right. read we stuff. Success, yeah. You put and other then, patients on it. You see that they turn around. Right. right. So you use patient report. 
Is it one of those philosophies like, you know, the shoemaker's children don't have shoes or like the barber's kids have long hair that never gets cut and split ends? Is it one of those things that we prioritize our patients so much more than we prioritize ourselves Mm. in our oral care department sometimes? I think for me, I would have told you. Well, I see when I was recommending it as a clinician, it was like, oh, they had to have pair. You know, I was looking at the perio people. I was looking at the ortho. Mm. I didn't have any of that. I So I didn't mm. need that until we started seeing the studies on compared to floss. And of course, I might even rationalize I can floss perfectly fine. But at the time, it was like, no, I have to say this is good. If it's if it's good enough for somebody who doesn't floss, it better be good enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I think some of it is we just think, well, I, I, I don't I don't really need it. I can still like it and recommend it. I mean, I recommended a certain brand of power brushes that I knew were really good. But every time I used it, it made me feel like my head was coming, was shaking off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still I still recommended it, you know, right. Um because it's this personal preference versus right. science. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're also yeah. science driven and evidence right. based mm-hmm. that it's like, well, the last meta analysis that right. I reviewed oh, I know. Yeah. demonstrated mm-hmm. that the use of this <laughs> toothbrush was superior in plaque removal. And blah, blah, blah. But then when it's like, but then you use it on yourself right. and you're like, like you're it's just, my thing. yeah. 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 Uh, I find that interesting. And I wonder if I'm, I feel like I'm not the only one, but sometimes right. when I, I, I say things like not. that out loud mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh no, people are going to judge me and they're going to think no, differently no judgment um, at all so we'll take if you, you could that. say if you could say and for those people that are listening that perhaps don't recommend um yeah. any form of water flosser is that the right term water flosser yeah, water flosser, yeah. yeah um what would you say three main indications of use would be um someone who doesn't floss because let's face it let's not wait till they have perio Right. So mm-hmm. let's get them when they have gingivitis. Let's get them. I mean, kids can use it, you know, if they are braces, obviously ortho, there is nothing better for ortho. And then, cause I can't just limit it to three, it's going to be perio slash implants. So okay. perio implants, uh, forms of gingivitis, yeah, ortho, yeah, 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 sort of work yeah. like crown and bridge. Work, oh, yeah, bridges. I mean, can you use it underneath a denture? Yeah, we have an implant denture. Like an chip. implant supported denture. Can you guys you have to see this. If you guys haven't checked it out, contact your water pick educator. Yeah, educator for a lunch they're, and learn. Yeah. They're all on four. Yeah. Um, it, it is amazing. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's curved. Is, that, is it glass? What is that? No, it's is plastic. It plastic. It's just okay. like a jet tip. It's a curved J-pipe jet tip. Oh, yeah. Very all of our patients are on yeah. it. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. do you give it to them when they get their all in four? Like, do you include it in their, like for, for us, we give every new patient a power toothbrush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you give it to them when they like free yeah. of charge kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it's it, when, when you talk about an all in four case, it's not really like free. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. It's right. not like, but, it's, right. You it's a small car. Like it's a small car. It's like a 100%. compact family sized car. Correct. And it's like the an idea Accord, is- a Honda Accord in someone's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I think Honda Accords are more expensive. Like, an, now, like, like a 1992 like Honda like a 92 Accord. Honda Accord. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Like a little Corolla of sorts. But, it, but it's like all, but, it has the power windows and the heated seats. It's exactly, got like, uh, yeah. yeah. You don't have to like scroll down the window. You, scroll there, there's down. A button. Oh yeah, my God, you're such a millennial. <laughs> scroll down. <laughs> no, you don't have to scroll down the window, friend. <laughs> I'm doing this scroll down Stop motion, it. by the way, there everybody. Yeah. And you don't have to swipe right or left? No swiping. Okay. 
You're good. But really, this is the truth we, because we stand behind our work as I think yeah. many surgeons do when they place right. dental implants. And it's like, I want this implant right. to be successful, just like you want this implant to be successful. So yeah, if we wrap this into a package and it's like, Hey, you know, this is, this is the product that we need you to use to be able to maintain this. That way then we're not dealing with all these X plants and then bone graft right. member, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, right. it's better all around. We want our patients to be able to maintain that. Yeah. And when you think about the threads of an implant, Right. Um, and that, that's a whole mm-hmm. program for another day, right? right. Like implant care. But think about the threads of an implant, like floss really is best for if it's a smooth surface, right. no concavities, no roughness, no threads. How often do we truly see that in a patient? Right. I mean, rarely. Mm-hmm. And to Carol's point, if the patient isn't flossing, we have to stop using the F word with our patients and asking right. them to floss if they're not going to. I got yelled at by Tim Donnelly on my <laughs> Instagram because I said something about floss. Oh, it was just kind of, it was generic. a generic Yeah, you know? it's just yeah. a generic, yeah. And he, he emailed me. The subject title was, you better watch yourself, young lady. No <laughs> way. And he went off. He was like, floss doesn't work, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah. And Anna, Cause he's a you know huge advocate for water flossers, of course. And he showed all these pictures of the concavities with like the straight floss, you know, not getting in. Like we all know that picture, right? right. Yeah. I was like, okay, you got it. So I've stopped using the F word in my posts because I don't oh. want to get yelled at by Tim Donnelly. Okay. One last question <laughs> before yeah, okay. we wrap up. Water flossing versus air flossing. Is that a thing? Cause I see this thing called air flossers. Sure. The, the, that's a Phillips product. What, what is the diff other than obviously air and water are, is there any research that shows one is more efficient or effective than the other? Mm -hmm. I, I, like I said, I haven't tried either of them. Um, so the, the, the Phillips product has like a, a lot less water and kind of like with a burst of air Okay. and we're of water and pulsation under pressure. So we've gone up head to head. We did, we've done three clinical studies, um, and we were more effective now. I will also say that doesn't mean that product doesn't work mm-hmm. or it doesn't work mm-hmm. for a patient or that, you know, there's something wrong with the product. Um, we were better. And I think the reason is because when you water floss, you're not just, it's used interproximally. And you could maybe say that remark about floss or um, interproximal brushes. Whereas with a water floss, you're going to sweep along the, the, you know, the mesial or, or the lingual, the mesial, the buckle or the lingual mm-hmm. and hold it in interproximately. So I always think if you got that poor brusher, yeah. um, people who leave that plaque along the you know mm-hmm. bridges and that, that you, when you sweep that, you're also enhancing that plaque removal. And so I think that's a big part of why it mm-hmm. helps it, it does it, but you know, I don't want to, I don't, I won't throw, I mean, I really will very rarely throw a product under the bus. And, and just because we were better doesn't mean that that product doesn't work or you can't get a good outcome. A patient couldn't get a good outcome with it because I'm sure you could. Oh, interesting. Sure. sure. All right. Cool. Well, well, thank you, Carol, for, for all of oh, your thank info. you guys. I mean, that was really, awesome, isn't she? She yeah. is. I, I wonder if she will be even more awesome now. Do you know? Oh, yes, because so, I was with do you, you know? Do you know what time it is, Carol? I do not. No. 7.02 <laughs> Central it is. Time. You're right. Um, she's so funny. <laughs> she's so cute. Uh, so you're right. It is, is it is 7.02 Central Time, but it is also uh, the tooth or dare portion okay. of, of the show. So at the end of every show, obviously we're called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason. Katrina okay. and I will do a, a virtually uh, impaired version of rock, paper, scissors because of the okay. lag. And then the loser will go up against you. You can decide whether you choose to accept or okay. dish out a tooth 
tooth or a dare. A tooth happens right now and a dare gets filmed and we put it up on social media within seven oh. days of this episode going out. So while you think about whether you'd like to accept or dish, if you're if you're adventurous or 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 not, that, right? um, you can think about it. And Katrina and I will so get I us- look stupid or silly. What would you expect no, happen? We don't, we don't happened make before. <laughs> no, we don't do that to okay. you. No, we're not. We'll play so, along. It'll be fun. Okay, so Katrina and I are going to get queued up here. And in the meantime, the rest of you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genus. Um, Carol, are you on Instagram? Not very much. Not very much, but you can definitely follow, follow Waterpick on Instagram. Yeah, and if you right, need to get right, a yeah. hold of Carol, you can shoot yeah, her an email yeah, at email, cjan yeah. at waterpick.com. Yeah. Um, or uh, should I give them your phone number? No. <laughs> no, don't do that. Carol's going to have people calling her. It's on your, it it's on your you one, no she- idea. It's on your one sheet, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. All right. All right, yeah. Katrina, let's do it. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, 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 shoot. Wow. I beat I Katrina. Mean. All right. She beat Katrina's me. A loser. Carol, it's, a, it's against you. You mm. are against uh, Katrina. Would you like to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare? Um, oh, what the heck? I'll accept. I'll play really uh, crazy. Oh, are you accepting a dare? No, I'm or accepting a tooth. A tooth? Ooh. A tooth? Okay. I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. Ooh. So I have no idea. Oh, better make it good, girl. No idea. Make it good. Make it good. All right, <clears throat> Carol Jan, in your tooth, you are the president of the ADHA, and you get to make one law that will be the absolute last law in hygienist rights and regulations here in the United States. Like last after law. you do it, that's it. We can't we can't cha- make any more changes to lobbying for change as a hygienist. You get to make one final change to the work that we do as hygienists, what is the one law that you lobby for to pass? Independent practice. Independent practice. So you permit. Then you can do whatever you want to do. That was really good. She like knew that one. (laughs) She was like, boom. It was either that or it was going to be universal licensure. Yeah. but, But still that doesn't universal licensure solves one big problem, but it doesn't solve everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, there are a lot of dentists that, that yeah. understand that hygienists should have the autonomy to be able to step into their, right. step into their power. Right. And I don't know that it even means like you've got your, you know, they do it in Canada all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Maine, Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, right. Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, right. California, Arizona, access, California. Mm-hmm. As long as you're practicing with your, what you're are licensed, educated, skilled to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. Right. We refer to a dentist. Not a problem. We, we get more people. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. Wonderful. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you again for tuning into another episode all of the right. Tooth Order podcast. Thank you, Carol, for being oh, with us today. Thank you, guys. Today. It was fun. And hopefully you we'll awesome. see you on the trade show floor <laughs> oh, soon. Oh, yes. ADHA, RDH under one roof. I'll be at both places. For sure. Perfect. Okay. We're going to stop Talk by and to visit you later. You. All right. Good. Thank Bring you. your wine. Okay, everyone. Thanks again. <laughs> Peace out, peeps. Bye. Cheers. And we're back on the flip side. 
from the flip side from the from the flippity flip that's where we are with a wonderful episode with carol jan because life Mm -hmm. is definitely like Mm -hmm. a box of chocolates when you're with carol jan she was great isn't she so smart and she's just got such a cool energy about her and i just love her that's all that's all i know i've never been able to i've never met her in real life have you have i met carol in real life i don't think i have I don't think I have. I know. She's done so like funny. amazing things. I'm sure we've crossed paths at like ADHA or yeah, something she's or been, RDH she's under one like roof everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like she'd be a cool person to hang out with. And she's got a dog named Toby. I don't know yeah. if you know that, but she's got a dog named Toby. So she I feel does. like Lou and Toby, Lou, Lou is Lou and Toby There's would Lou, be uh, just besties. Lou and, but just anywho. Lou and himself on the table there. Carol's awesome. She's one of those people I want to have a glass of wine with. Let's uh, let's make sure that we do like live in-person events this year so we can like see her. Totally. I'd love for her to come and like show me how to use a water pick for the, for real life for the first time. So, well, that, that's about going to do it for today, peeps. Thank you for hanging about. out with us. Thanks to our peeps at yes. Hugh Freedy for sponsoring this yes. episode and ensure that you check out their website, hughfreedy.com slash back dash to dash practice slash point dash of protection uh, to find out a lot of really cool things about infection prevention, aerosol management, hit up some of those interactive photos because they're really cool. Yeah, they're so fun. Check them out. It's like a game. Yeah, totally. All right, peeps. Until next time. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. All the flippity (laughs) flips. Cheers. Oh, peace out, peeps. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I don't I either. Wait for you. Uh, all right, here. What's happening? Here we go. Until next. Let's try to get. <laughs>